The following audio drama is rated NC-17, or no can do if you're 17, 18, or even 21 in some states or younger. In other words, the producers of this show didn't want to be burdened with things like morality or clothes. Last time on Gaia's Voyages. Things don't seem to be getting any better on Gaia. The bridge is in complete chaos. Let me console you, ma petite. Let me stroke your feathers and soothe your worries away in my warm embrace. Oh, help, 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 help! I'm being chased by a lust crazed Frenchman who wants to make me his wench! Borask! Natty has some important information and gives it to possibly the worst person. Uh, who are you? I'm Captain Lizzie, and this is Commander Becky. You do not look like Captain Mumbo. Um, well, I'm running Natty, he and this is Amazo, but, um, so I get to sit here, that means I'm charged, and that makes me Captain. And Armorak and Desdemona confront one another about their shared past. I care for nobody more than I cared for you. Not my people, not anyone. And you betrayed me and all of them. We trusted you. This goes beyond the ship. This is revenge. (laughs) And now... The adventure continues. Gaia's Voyages, Episode 13, Venjari, Part 1. In the 26th century, Earth thrives after recovering from nearly total ecological catastrophe. To prevent similar disasters from happening on other worlds, Earth and the Galactic Confederation built a massive interstellar arc, the zooship Gaia. Commanded by Captain Elizabeth Monroe, Gaia's mission is to protect wildlife and habitats on worlds throughout the galaxy. Gaia also has a hidden mission, known to only a select few. Society needs those who are willing to use whatever methods are necessary to eliminate threats to the Confederation that are so evil and dangerous they cannot be stopped in any other fashion. We are those who face the monsters who go bump in the night. You do not want to know what we do or how we do it. (laughs) You simply want the monster under the bed to disappear. We are the ones who make that happen. Who are we? Well, if I told you, I just might have to kill you. Everything has a price, you know. We are Black Operations. Ah, do come in, Dr. Bianca. Welcome to Gaia. I'm glad you could join us on such short notice. I'm sure it was an inconvenience for you. (laughs) Thank you, Captain. 
I was honored to get you a request. The post here is a most prestigious one. Enter. Bianca, you made it. Anthony. <laughs> I didn't expect to see you so soon. Well, I came as soon as I heard you were on board, of course. You two know one another? <laughs> the lieutenant and I were childhood sweethearts. Bianca's the girl next door for me, Captain. We also went through psyops together. That's brilliant. You have someone to show you around the place. Now, I know you speak through telepathy and are a psionic healer. Your translator's trip also lets you speak through your comm badge? Oh, certainly, Captain. It's the same technology that allows anyone without vocal cords to speak. I can speak, but as a siren, it is unsafe for me to do so around other biological races not my own kind. <laughs> we are like the sirens of Earth legend. Our voices are irresistible. I would not wish to take away the free will of any. I am fully prepared for all interfaces and to take on patients. The other members of the crew, have they been briefed about my singular abilities? I briefed senior staff and they briefed those under them. Most people aren't used to telepathy, but they'll adjust. You do knock, after all. They've also been briefed to not try and get you to speak. I'm not to knock or be rude, Captain. <laughs> My race do not pry into the minds of others. I can go deeper than surface thoughts, but it means I have to work really hard at it. You'll fit right in with this crew. Lieutenant, please show her around and make sure she's right at home. Also, as soon as you can, I would appreciate your examining Commander Beckert, Doctor. Uh, Dr. Ndomo unfortunately was called back to Earth before his treatment was completed. She left instructions with her nurses, however, but I really would appreciate a doctor getting a good look at him. I believe he was scheduled to wake up today. I'll drop off my things at my quarters and go right away, Captain. And your quarters are just down that way, Bianca. It is good to see you again. I've... I've missed you. I've missed you as well, Anthony. Shall we have dinner later, when you're off duty? We have much catching up to do. I'd like that. I'll see you then. <clears throat> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. You don't hear me complaining, do you? No? No, I never do. Though I did hear you speak. Once. I'll see you later. Oh, <laughs> Anthony, you've not changed at all. My first and only love. What? Who's there? Stop. I thought you, Cyrene, wouldn't make use of your voice. Normally, that is true. You are not like the others. I could feel you coming like a tingle down my spine. Using my voice on you seems as natural as using it on the others of my own kind. I'm not sure why. You, Cyrene, never do. Uh... It seems an appropriate use of my voice considering you were sneaking up on me. I have no idea why you would wish to do so. It was an expedient means by which to stop you. You seem to be going into a state of mild anaphylaxis. Uh, do you need an antihistamine? My med bay is just down the corridor. 
Oh, he'll be fine, Doctor. I'll take charge of him from here. Ah. Augustine. Ah, thank you. I don't believe I know your name. She won't be bothered anymore, will she, Amarok? Augustine, I am warning you. But out! I can't even project thoughts into your mind. Who are you? I can't even sense your presence. I'm Lieutenant Commander Desdemonas in Thaxis. The reason you can't sense me or speak to me telepathically is because I'm a Thylora. We're a mental blank to all psionics, since we don't have minds, as you would call them. Very well, Lieutenant Commander. I will leave this Amrock in your care. I shall be in my office if he needs any medical assistance. Nobody asked you to get involved, Augustine. Oh, leave the doctor alone, General. I know you Venjari can't resist the Sireni for all the itching they cause. She's catnip and you're a hungry little kitty cat. However, we are both well aware of what effect life training her would have on you. And as she is a member of this crew... She falls under the do not attack clause. <laughs> you really should get some anti-itch cream. Damn Cyrene. I wasn't going to life drain her. I wasn't even going to kill her. I was just getting a closer look. You looked like a Venjari on the hunt to me. It seemed worth it to test how close I could get and see if she could really sense me. You will not harm her, Amarok. It would be a shame if she learned she was already one up on you. She isn't one up on me, Augustine. You just keep telling yourself that, General. But you're the one whose skin is crawling. You can barely restrain the urge to scratch. The new doctor would have to be one of the damn Cyrene. If I didn't know better, I think the captain brought her here on purpose to annoy me. Oh, the captain is as ignorant as the little doctor is. It would be a shame if I had to fill her in on all the little details. The Cyrene may have forgotten, but we thy Laura remember as well as you Venjari do. Venjari secrets are not yours to tell, Augustine. Behave yourself, or I will. I am not a dog to heal on command. <laughs> you will if the captain says so. And if the doctor does. <laughs> if the doctor does, you'll have even less choice than if the captain did. You'd have no choice at all. She remains alive only as long as she is protected by her status as a member of the crew, is useful, and stays out of my way. In that, I am being kind. Far kinder than any of my family will be. If they should discover her, a quick death is the best she could hope for. They'd muzzle her and then she would become their bitch. There are few races hated as much among us as the Cyrene are. She has the protection of ignorance and of being a member of this crew. <laughs> as good as no protection at all. 
Sooner or later, everyone on this crew will die, except for the immortals. I'll save Elizabeth for my own reasons, but the rest... <laughs> the rest will wish for death. And so might you. Augustine, I don't wish for death. I bring it. Alright, Commander Becky. I'm the one in charge. Now, I was told that I could give you a checkup, but by Dr. Herbinky. Hi, Captain Lizzie. Maybe some other time. Oh, no, Commander. Do proceed, Dr. Natty, and do be thorough. Elizabeth, I really don't want... Uh, 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 Commander. Doctor's orders. Oh, very well. Now, stick your tongue out and say, Oh, Amazon, look at that! Look at what? Here, let me show you. Yeep! Natty, not so close! His breath stinks anyway! Thanks for the heads up, Doctor. I wouldn't want to miss this. <laughs> oh, my pleasure, Captain. Are those spots I see? Oh, yes. Natty got to work with her markers while he was still in stasis, and they get to wear off. She made him so pretty! <laughs> My XO is going to walk around on duty like a rainbow-spotted leopard. Oh, this is just too good. <laughs> well, for a week at least. <laughs> I can hear over here, you know. Oh, sure, we just came to see... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Rainbow spots. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh god, just wait till I tell mum. Do carry on, Dr. Daddy. Just you wait until I am one of them. Shut up, I'm trying to see. So, Doctor, how is he really? Oh, he's fine. Skin regrown, radiation poisoning cured, he's ready for duty. Uh, how is Lieutenant Commander Zenthaxis? Finally out of the brig now that we are sure the influence of the lovey wubbies and company has worn off. <sighs> she feels horrible about the attack. Oh, Gaia, I hope you're keeping a record of this. Are you kidding? I wouldn't miss this for the galaxy. I'll be replaying it over and over and over. Be sure to save a copy to my personal database, Gaia, where Mycroft can't get to it to erase it later. This is perfect blackmail material. Personal copies for all shall be provided free of charge, courtesy of Gaia Holobids. <laughs> this is too good. You're setting quite the fashion trend. <laughs> Hold still, Commander! You're squirming like you have to go to potty! <laughs> oh, my! He has a tumor! We're going to have to operate! <laughs> it's not a tumor, it's my tongue. Try saying that with an Austrian accent, you know? It is not a tumor. 
<laughs> oh, good one. No, but that's a horrible attempt. Do it like this. It is not the tumor. We have to operate. Hold on to his tongue, Amazon. Don't let go so he can off. Ew. <laughs> but it's all slimy and his breath stinks like something dead of you. I have had a lot enough of this. I don't know, Doctor. I'm really busy. Oh, very well. Oh. Oh, my. What is it, Doctor? You might want to sit down. It shouldn't have happened. You have the implant, but... Well... Congratulations. You're accepted. What? Uh, it, no, no, no. It, it can't be. There there has to be a mistake. I can't be. Oh, no. Elizabeth, what is it? This can't be. This just can't be. Elizabeth? Natty, go play with Dr. Noah. The game's over. But... Please, Natty. Oh, all right. Come on, Emzo. Elizabeth, what is it? What's wrong? I... I... Oh my god, this... This cannot be happening! This cannot be happening! Elizabeth, tell me what's wrong. What did she find? Oh, I'm... I'm... Like, I'm... I'm... Baby! Oh, shit, shit, shit! Baby? baby? Yes, the captain is expecting. Why do you all look like this is such a horrible thing? Doctor, can you give us some privacy? We'll take care of her. You can give her a full checkup later. If you insist. But please, we should complete the exam today. Elizabeth, a baby is a good thing. You should be happy. What am I going to do? I can't have a baby. Black Ops don't have babies. Oh, God. Alistair. She's right. It's rare, but... When it happens, the child is always taken away to be raised in the program. And their continued welfare is held hostage to ensure the mother's good behavior. <sighs> Arbiter will be thrilled. Oh, God. There has to be something we can do. I mean, we can't let that happen. Calm down, Elizabeth. This is bad for the baby. It'll be all right. We'll think of something. Bishop to be six. Born to be four. Uh... Elizabeth, not to be indelicate, but who's your baby daddy? <sighs> Who do you think? Gabriel? Gabriel. Bollocks, that utter bastard. You're a bit behind the times, brother. But then, you've been in stasis for two weeks. They made up when a little emo bombs are brought on board. You... what? Who do you think I went to when I left the bridge? I thought Ace. No luck there. She turned me down and I got Vixen instead. We made up. I... Oh, no. What am I going to do? Well, since I'm supposed to be the cold-blooded one... Elizabeth, you don't have to have the baby. There are... Alternatives. He's right, as distasteful as the idea is. In these circumstances, we... It's still not an option. This might be my only chance. I never thought to be a mother. I... I'm not giving it up. <sighs> Alistair, we're just going to have to move up the plan. Arbiter is not going to control me anymore, and he's certainly not going to control my child. We'll just need to make sure of the others. If they don't fall in line, they'll have to be put off the ship or eliminated. Of course. I suggest you make Armorak your bodyguard. 
Not needed. Yet, that is. I can kill with the thought, Alistair, and I will not hesitate to do so if needed. Mike doesn't have that ability, and they'll come after him as soon as they know I am no longer their puppet. Bishop What's all this about Mike needing a bodyguard? If Elizabeth misbehaves, her superiors will try and take me and break me and... Until I'd be willing to kill Elizabeth myself and skilled enough to actually succeed. There's techniques I can use to disable and neutralize a target, but I could never hurt you, Mike. Arbiter's well aware of that fact, and he intends to exploit it. These people are monsters, and you actually work for them? She and I haven't exactly had a choice until now. You shouldn't even know about us. Mike, I understand, but you? I told him. (sighs) Probably shouldn't have, but I trust him as much as I trust Mike and you. Then he'll need to be put in the training, Elizabeth. He knows, and you know he'll be a target. He has to be able to defend himself. If they catch him, it'll be join us or die. You are not turning my little brother into an assassin, Alistair. He's right, Mike. I'm sorry, it has to be done. Elizabeth, I am warning you, you are not doing this. You are not dragging him down into your world. I will not have it. Don't I get a say in this? No. No. I'm not becoming a flunky of your superiors, Elizabeth. I've seen what it's done to you. At least you're showing some sense. What I will do, however, is learn whatever you and Alistair and even that bugger Armorok want to teach me about killing. I'll become your flunky. You're going to need all the help you can get. Sherlock, no. I absolutely forbid it. I trust her, Mike. And she's right. We're already in too deep, and we need to be able to defend ourselves and those we care about with whatever methods we have. I'm not saying I'll go on missions to murder, but I will defend what's ours. That's all I would ask for, Ace. I want to kill as few as I can. Elizabeth, please, don't make him like you. It's monstrous. I... I never intended to, Mike. I'm more than enough of a monster to go around. I didn't mean... Yes, you did, Mike. And you're right. I am a monster. In any case, I don't order others to do what I won't do. If an assassination needs doing, I'll do it myself. Captain? We have orders from Admiral Reinscott. Indeed, Addison. Follow the standard procedures. Dumer and I will be with you shortly. Of course, Captain. Was that what I think it was? Elizabeth, you can't do- I don't want to! But I don't have a choice, Mike. You must act like normal, understand? (sighs) I'll do my best, Mike. That's all I can promise. I always hated this part. I swore never again. Damn it. Ugh. Come on, Blackjack. We've got people to kill. Tell Dr. Bianca I'll be back later for my checkup, Mike. You'll have the cushy chair once I leave. Try to keep the chip in one piece. I'll be right there. Don't judge us too harshly, Commander. You haven't seen her afterwards. I have. How can she? I don't understand. How could either of you just go out there and... We do it because we have to. There is no choice. It's what we are, it's what we do. What we were made to do. You named us monsters, Commander. I didn't mean it that... You were right. 
We are the stuff of nightmares, and we deserve death many times over, but we are trying for life again and to do the best we can with the lot we've been given. Now, there are others out there far worse than us. Ask yourself this. Would you be able to do as well in our place? Would you still be able to hold on to the smallest bit of yourself? Or would you just stop fighting and give up? I don't know. Mike, yours was the name she cried out in the night when the nightmares and guilt came. Remembering you is what kept her sane and gave her strength to fight back and eventually break free. Don't fail her now. Not when she's come so far. Not when she's gone through so much. Not when there's a chance she can win her freedom. You say her. What about you? She wasn't my first partner. I was there before her. My... My first partner eventually committed suicide because of what we had to do. And then she waltzed into black ops so full of fire, idealism, and pain. I'd seen the look before. The look of someone who knows they're dead just doesn't care. I had one myself. We all did. But she had it far sooner than she should have. Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. She, uh, she never really spoke about it, or the two of you. Talking about one's past and those one cares for is, well, it's generally not a very good idea. The only personal holos she permitted herself were of the two of you. I'd catch her holding them, crying pretty much after every mission. She'd talk in her sleep sometimes. Eventually, I put the pieces together. Now, taking care of her gave me something to hold on to kept myself out of the pit. We held on to one another and somehow, we somehow managed to weather it all in the eye of a living nightmare. And after she left? I couldn't go with her. I wanted to, believe me. And she almost refused to leave because it meant leaving me behind. Bloody loyal little fool. They had me train raw recruits and go out on select missions. I was so good at breaking her in, they kept me at it. Of course, none of them were as good as she is. They all died. Every one of them. Alistair, I'm not sure what to say, but... You two go and do what you have to. I'll do my duty here and try and keep an open mind about the rest. There's much that I have to learn and adjust to. Just do what you need to do and come back to me. I told you I wasn't going to let you get away. I'll be back. There was nothing she and I couldn't handle together, and now we have Armorak and the rest. I've got to go take care of matters. I'll find you later, Ace. Damn, Mike. You do like to choose the bad boys to fall in love with. I could do a lot worse. Oh, you won't hear me disagreeing with that, but let me ask you this. What the heck are you going to tell Mum when you bring her home to dinner? Why, hello, Alistair. You're a fine figure of a man. Why, thank you, Mom. Dinner smells divine. Well, what does he do for a living, Mycroft? Um, he's an assassin who kills bad guys and is absolutely fantastic in bed. Oh, shut up, before I tell Elizabeth to let Armorak eat you for lunch.
Come in, Blackjack. Blackjack, another wildfire? I take it we've got a job, then. Just like old times. <laughs> Arbiter has given us our marching orders. And what is it this time? As you know, Gabriel and I are set to go to Delvarado to visit DME Holdings. We have a meeting with Eldenbridge to discuss security and other arrangements for the Galactic Environmental Conference. Are you taking ice along? Actually, I'm taking all of you. The entire team is coming along. Just one big, happy, homicidal family. The whole team, eh? Well, it's about time we put all this training to use. What's your target? It seems DME Holdings has some rebel insurgents who stole important tech and are trying to sell it on the black market. Local officials try to track them down, but they're all non-human and of several species that really are far too dangerous for normal methods. Just my kind of target. Exactly, Ice. Your file says you prefer that sort of kill, and considering we wish not to even leave bodies behind, you get to go out and play. <laughs> Wonderful. I was starting to get bored on this blasted ship. We can always play, Ice. I've been itching to use my skills on a true assassin. You don't have anything worth having to offer me. Most men think I'm worth dying for. You have no soul to eat, and thus, nothing worth having. No wonder you never had a partner, Succubus. I never had need of one. I don't have the feelings you weak biological meatbags have. Ice, you'll be teamed up with Blackjack and I. Boomer, you're with Blaster. Sparks, Deathwalker. Succubus, you'll go solo. Move through the other groups and help out when you have the opportunity. And Gideon? If he sees us at work, he'll have to be taken care of. That's my job. Nobody is to harm him. It would bring far too many questions and unwanted attention. I'll make sure he's out of the way when it comes time to go into operation. He is not to be harmed. Understand me in that. We will not kill anyone unless ordered to, and it is absolutely necessary. I don't know how you are used to doing things, but this is my ship, and you are my team, and you will, by all the stars, do what I tell you to, or I will rip you apart slowly, a piece at a time, and leave you scattered all across the galaxy. I can see your thoughts, and I can turn your minds into putty at a mere whim. And if you force me to, I will do it. You must love him to react so vehemently in his defense. Do not test me, Blaster. Do not think me gone from the game so long that I'll no longer kill. <laughs> I have killed many in my time on Gaia, and I will kill many more if needed. You might have your guns, yes, but I don't need a weapon to kill or cause pain. Is this how you intend to maintain control? By force? 
I will do what I must when you go against my orders. I will do what I must to protect my crew. They are not your meat. Nobody is to be harmed without my express orders, and you will not make comments on my personal life again. Understood? We watch you. You are so friendly with the rest of your crew, yet not with us. She's not a fool, Deathwalker. She was dragged back into the game under protest. You were pissed off as hell when you were dragged back when dead. You trashed a good portion of the base and almost made it to Arbiter before he was able to bring you back under control. And you have even less reason to trust me, considering who my former boss was. My question for you is, why haven't you invaded our minds to learn all our secrets? She still has these rather strange ideas of decency and honor. Invading the minds of others is... Not nice. Cocky, Ice. Very cocky. But true. I don't like what I've been forced to become. What we have been forced to become. I will follow orders, but I don't have to like it. And I can choose to give you all the benefit of the doubt. Betray that, though? And I won't hold back. Harm my crew, and I will destroy you. No communications go out to Arbiter without my say-so and approval. I will not have any spying going on behind my back. Understood, Boomer? Of course, Wildfire. You really are trying for it, aren't you? To make a break for it. (laughs) We've been suspecting it, actually. With great anticipation. Why do you think we were brought together for this unit? This Arbiter is even worse than the old one, Wildfire. Things were bad before you left, but now... I've been in a position to see exactly how bad it can get under him. I was his aide, after all. I've kept records. Who better than the secretary? He did put me here to spy on you, of course. But I was happy to go. Anyone would be better than him. Are you saying the Ops are close to a revolt? I've been for years now. The ones who truly love the butchery and crime hail him as the great leader. But the ones who actually joined up for a higher purpose or who were dragged in as you were through false pretenses, well, they aren't happy and would take it out if it were offered. That's where you come in. You're the alternative. You've been free. You have the public image to will. The base of operations. Plus, you're a girl. And you've got the guts. You're in on this? <laughs> Who do you think has been leading the underground resistance? So it was you. I should have guessed. Why didn't you tell me? I wanted to see if you still had it, and to see how this team worked out. This team was designed to work out. I put it together from people I knew had the right thinking. Arbiter trusts me. I was raising the program after all and assigned the team based on my recommendations. Holy shit. You're all willing to follow me to bring him down. They used me up until I was dead, and even then didn't give me any peace. Some of the Jackin' O follow him out of choice and a love for killing. Most follow because the nanites are animating our bodies forces to... You're better than him, and all I ask is that when this is said and done, you find a way to free us, and let us lie dead as we should have been, 
and destroy the technology that creates us. I'd do most anything for a chance to work with Gaia. She's a marvel to any computer tech. And I've gotten tired of Arbiter forcing me to use my skills to harm innocents, not just on a small scale. I brought companies to their knees and changed the course of governments simply by manipulating their computers. I know from your file that you are not a person who would force me to do that. I'm in. I'm a soldier, a warrior. They brought me in when I was green and full of idealism and twisted me into something ugly, like they did us all. Evil must be stopped, pure and simple, and they become an evil. If you wanted to make changes and stop the corruption among the ops, then I'm with you till the end. He's used me as his play toy too many times. The things he wants to do in bed and make me look like... I don't mind outrageous sex, but when he wanted me to reconfigure into animals that he could slice up after sex and then not let me slay him afterwards, well, I might be a robot, but that's just going too far. And of course you're worried about me. I'm a secretary and a demolitions expert. I blow things up and write them down. <laughs> and I am the best at both. I saw more than anyone the evil's Arbiter orders done. I passed along the orders. He has to be stopped. I've only been waiting so long so that I can gather the evidence and find the right time and person to bring him down. I'm no leader or revolutionary. You are Wildfire, and this is the place and time. But if you don't believe me, then I suggest you probe our minds. Right. I'll probe your minds and then we'll get to planning. We aren't ready to make our big move yet, so we'll still follow orders and undertake missions. Maybe Arbiter will get complacent. <laughs> we can only be that lucky. All right, let's get to work. next time on Gaia's Voyages. Armorak's family begins to implement their plans for revenge. Overlord, I have reports from your children. They report that Captain Monroe has left in her personal shuttle for Dovorado. They are following her and will apprehend her at the first opportunity. Then she shall soon be ours, and we shall know everything she knows. Once we have our authorization codes, the destruction of the Gaia will be all the easier. <laughs> Elizabeth and Gabriel head out for a meeting with Davis Eldenbridge. Well, that is good to hear. I want this conference to be a success. I put a lot of time and money into it. It is to be the gala event of the year. I don't want anything to go wrong. While Armorock and the Black Ops team prepare for their next mission for the Evil Arbiter. While you were with Eldenbridge, Wildfire, we did a recon of the plant. It's big. By far the biggest on the planet. And there are plenty of little spaces for our targets to hide away in. Plant security. Is standard for a facility that size, but no match for Spark's electronic wizardry. I suspect the insurgents have a man on the inside of the plant who gave them the codes to bypass security. Two forces are about to collide, and it is guaranteed to get messy.
Sometimes in life, the only place you can go is home. I made it out. I was away from Gypsy Cove and away from my father. I changed my name, and then all my dreams came true. And the Academy Award goes to Georgie Starr for her portrayal of Mother Teresa's younger years. Oh my God, I didn't expect this. All I can say is, I hope I did Mother Teresa and my mother proud. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who helped me get here. And then I got the call. Yes? He's what? And now, a star comes home. But what is there for her to find? No doors ever close forever. But some doors should never be opened. Gypsy Cove at gypsyaudio.org Episode 13, Venjari, Part 1. Featuring the voice talents of Elaine Barrett as Captain Elizabeth Monroe, David Alt as Commander Mycroft Beckert and Michael, Mark Kalita as Armorock, Call Sign Ice, Miles Reed as Lieutenant Sherlock Beckert, Call Sign Ace, Paul Lavelle as Lieutenant Anthony Scott Thornton, Call Sign Thor, Stevie K. Farnaby as Amazo, Natasha Damroth as Natty. Melissa Mippa Johnson as Gaia. Tom Stitzer as Alistair DeMar. Arizona Pelodi as the little girl voice. Michael Liebman as James Addison, callsign Boomer. Chicho Stofko as Weiler Dunstan, callsign Blaster. Michael King as Sullivan Gregory, callsign Sparks. Chris Barnes as Hakan, callsign Deathwalker. And Amanda Fitzwater as Cersei, callsign Succubus. Introducing Renee Christine Jones as Dr. Bianca. Gaia's Voyages is cast, directed, produced, and engineered by Elaine V. Barrett. This episode was written by Elaine V. Barrett and Renee Christine Jones. Original Gaia's Voyages main title music by Sam Hamm. Additional music by Celestial Eon Project at www.mixeri.net slash essence. Cantiga at cantigamusic.com and Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com Full details of the music used in this episode can be found at brokensea.com slash Gaia This series is dedicated to everyone who has aided in environmental conservation, animal welfare, or disaster relief efforts around the world. Together, we can make a difference. For more behind-the-scenes information on Gaia's voyages, as well as other audio drama offerings, visit us on the web at brokensea.com. Thanks for listening. Oh my god, I can save more money by switching to Geico. (laughs) Be sure to save a copy to my personal (laughs) guide. Be sure to save a copy to my personal <laughs> Be sure to save a copy to my personal database, Gaia, where Mycroft can't dig. <laughs>
Why is this such a tongue twister? And down she goes, skipping merrily through the hallway. La la la! Birds and and bunnies at her very feet and you know, helping her get dressed in the morning. Oh, she's so sweet. Oh my! He has a jewel! We're going to have to operate! <laughs> That's not how you normally laugh. That's not how you laugh. And he'll need to be put in the training, Elizabeth. He knows, and you'll know, he'll be a target. Try again. And he'll need to be put into training, Elizabeth. He knows, and you know, he'll be a target. What am I doing? All right, well, maybe we should read the sentence through and make sure you know what you're saying. Elizabeth, ah, what was that? I'm hitting puberty, finally. Oh, you won't harm her, Armorock. And Siren. Interesting. I didn't know that we had sirens on the ship. Is there a fire somewhere? I mean, I'd understand an ambulance, but I didn't even think the corridors were that big. Seriously, how long can it take for a fire truck to...